Hey everyone, Jeremy Hoover here with the Love First Discipleship Podcast on behalf of Love First Church, sharing with you today some thoughts out of Matthew chapter 3. I'm going to be working out of Matthew chapter 3 for the next several weeks on the Sunday lessons. If you'd like to follow along or read along with me, feel free to open up your Bible and just start reading through the Gospel of Matthew. In last Thursday's devotional lesson, I talked about the importance of reading and thinking about and following God's Word, and I encourage you to read through Matthew with me. It's a great gospel. It's a great start. It's a great thing to read if you're looking for something to read and you're not sure where to start in the Bible. Gospel of Matthew is great. I'm going to start with chapter 3. I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's about John the Baptist and Jesus. And in this chapter, we're going to see two appearances by individuals that are showing up on the scene. The first appearance is by John the Baptist, and the second appearance is by Jesus himself. And these two appearances mark the inbreaking of God's kingdom. John appears in order to herald the king who is going to come to call for repentance and to baptize people as a sign of that coming king. And then Jesus appears to be anointed the king. And in his baptism, the Holy Spirit descends upon him like a dove, and God announces that Jesus is God's Son, his beloved. In him, he is well pleased. And I'm not going to touch on it too much in this sermon, because I want to talk about baptism and what happens in baptism. But there's a sign in Psalm 2 where the king is described by God as being his son. And the language is very similar to what God says about Jesus in his baptism. And the purpose of God declaring the king to be his son is that God is preparing all nations to be brought to redemption through his son. And so Jesus' baptism and his anointing as king heralds for us a new beginning. And our baptisms into his name align us with God and with his purpose of helping to redeem the world by bringing all nations to him. Matthew chapter 3. In those days John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, 
but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Water can be a scary place. I'm picking up on the idea of water from the story that we read from Matthew chapter 3, where John was baptizing in water. And when we think about water, for me, it brings up different memories. One of those being about how water can be a scary place. I think back to a time when my brother and I were camping with my family. My brother and I were young. We may have been 12 and 10. We were may have been a little younger, a little older. I, I don't remember for sure, but we were camping. And we went to the beach that day. The whole family did. And my brother and I had gotten a, a new raft, a rowboat, an inflatable rowboat that we had blown up. And we took out in the water with us. And it was a nice day. It was a little overcast, so the sun wasn't beating down on us. And my brother and I went out. We rowed just, just offshore, not too far. We saw a rock formation that kind of kept us anchored towards the shoreline in terms of being able to look around at, at what was around us. And then we just drifted for a little bit. And we must have lost track of time or our location because the next thing we knew, our dad was yelling at us to get our attention and calling for us to come back in. And we, when we looked around at where we were, we were significantly far out from shore. And the problem was, Neither of us swam well, and neither of us had life jackets. So we had to figure out how to row back in. I think what happened was my brother ended up rowing, and I jumped off and started uh, holding the front of the, of the life raft and uh, swimming back towards shore. We finally dragged it in. Both of us were tired and worn out, and it was an experience that I don't really want to repeat and certainly wouldn't want anybody else to repeat. We learn from it that water can be a scary place and water can be a dangerous place. But water can also be a transformative place. There's a number of movies or TV shows that can be watched where somebody is out in a rainstorm and that rainstorm is meant to signify a time of testing or a time or period of transformation Sometimes people will go into a body of water and they'll dive in and come back up and that's supposed to signify or symbolize that water can also be a transformative place. And certainly we see that also in the Christian tradition 
where we baptize people by quite literally burying them in water. And the water burial, where we plunge a person beneath the water and then bring them back up, is a spiritual act whereby a person's sins are forgiven, they're buried in the waters of baptism, and in that spiritual act, the Holy Spirit is given by God to the person, and they come up out of the water as quite literally a new person. This story begins by saying, in those days, and it announces that this is God's time. You may remember from the Advent devotionals that many of the Old Testament passages that we thought about and read and reflected on would use a phrase like, in those days, or in the days to come. And it's a prophetic declaration that this is God's action, this is God's time. And it's in those days that John the Baptist arrives. He arrives in God's time, he arrives to do God's mission, he arrives as the one promised from Scripture, the one who was going to be the voice calling out in the wilderness to prepare the way of the Lord. When he arrives, he announces the nearness of the kingdom of God, and he indicates the transformative power of passing through water and baptism by calling upon the people to repent, and as a sign of their repentance, he baptized them. It talks about many people came out to see John and confessed their sins, and then John baptized them as a sign of repentance and an indication of looking forward to the one who was going to come after him. In this story, water is a place of cleansing that identifies us with God's Son and with his redemptive mission for the world. I talked about water, but we might also say that baptism is an act of cleansing that identifies us with God's Son and with his redemptive mission for the world. John appeared, the story tells us at the very beginning of chapter 3, John appeared and came to the water in order to call people to repentance. In this sense, water and baptism is prophetic. It calls for us to recognize the imposition of the kingdom of God in our response to it. So John comes to the water and he calls on people to repent. And it lets us know that people went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea in the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Baptism is prophetic. It requires us, it, it calls on us when we receive baptism, when we put our faith in God in the act of baptism, it calls on us to recognize that the kingdom of God is near and that our response to the kingdom of God is to repent and to submit ourselves to the king. But there were others who came to the water as well, and this would be the religious elites, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they came to John, they came to the water, more specifically seeking rescue, but without commitment. We know that because John said when he saw them, he called them a brood of vipers. Not for one second did John act as though they were there for the right reasons. In fact, he says, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? He's kind of making fun of them at this moment. He's pointing out that they came to John trying to find out if there was some way they could get on board. But John knew that their, their lifestyle, their purpose, what they were really seeking after, wasn't sincere. 
they were seeking rescue, but without the commitment that came through it. They wanted rescue, but without repentance. Baptism without repentance is empty. Because without that repentance, we're not acknowledging the nearness of the kingdom of God and our response to it. And then thirdly, Jesus appeared. He came to John. He came to the water. And he said that he came to fulfill all righteousness and to redeem the world. He even had to let John know that it was okay for John to baptize him because in John's baptizing of Jesus, all righteousness would be fulfilled. And when Jesus was baptized by John, as we saw, as we saw in the story, the dove, the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove and alighted on him. And a voice from heaven, using the words from Psalm 2, said, This is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. And in that declaration, God anointed Jesus as the king whom John was heralding and recalled that scene from Psalm 2, where God's son, the king, would draw all nations to him. And so God anointed Jesus as king with the mission of redeeming the world. Baptism identifies us with that redemption, with that redemptive purpose, with that redemptive mission, it identifies us with God's redemption in his son and calls us to join with him in his kingdom and, 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 and with all his glory. Do you need to pass through the waters? Do you need to find redemption in God? Perhaps, if we think about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you've been beat up by the elites around you, whether that's religious elites Maybe it's people that have a say in your life in some way or the other. Maybe they've taken advantage of you or, or beat you up, and you need to find comfort by submitting to the king. Perhaps you've been missing purpose in your life, and you've heard this announcement, not just in this text, but in your life, you've heard the calling of God about those days that are coming. And in that announcement, you hear God calling you to embrace his kingdom. Or maybe you've recognized that your life is distant from God, and you want to be close to him and to his son. In all of these cases, perhaps you need to pass through the waters and find redemption by being baptized into Jesus and into his life. Imagine a life that's completely reoriented around redemption. No longer do you have to wonder if God ever hears you or listens to you. No, no longer do you have to wonder if you're good enough for God. Because once you're redeemed by God, you belong to God. Will you identify with God's mission of redemption in his son and find transformation by passing through the waters of baptism? If you have any questions about this, I urge you to go to the link that's in the show notes for this podcast episode. Ask questions. Reach out to me. Share your stories about being baptized. I'd love to hear from you. But let this lesson this morning remind you that Jesus' baptism was his anointing as God's king and his commissioning for the mission that God had for him to redeem all nations for his name. Let your baptism call you and lead you into that life and into that redemptive purpose for the sake of God, for the sake of his name, and for the sake of his glory. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Jeremy Hoover with Love First Church, the Love First Discipleship Podcast.